Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Adi Oladipo here. Uh, sorry to interrupt your usual H&J programming, but wanted to let you listen to a brand new podcast from TalkSport, The Men's Room. Where myself and Rory Jennings talk all things, you guessed it, men. From fatherhood to dating, masculinity, and everything else in between. So sit back and enjoy. And if you like what you hear, you can listen to The Men's Room wherever you get your podcast. with the new episodes brought to you every single Monday. I'm Adi Oladipo and welcome to a brand new TalkSport podcast, The Men's Room. Now look, in The Men's Room, anything goes within reason. We're going to talk about, you guess right, men, masculinity, sexuality, health, fatherhood, relationships, and so much more. Joining me on this wonderful journey is my co-host, Rory Jennings. How are you, Rory? This is exciting, isn't it? This is exciting, It's really exciting. It? I mean, I'm loving, I'm loving this setup that we have. It's nice. You've done some... It's almost like a little den. You're uh, you're very good at the old uh, interior decorating. You've done, a, well, you've done a great job here. I do try. I do try. My ex wouldn't agree, but um, no, I I'm do a, try. I am, I am a big fan. You've got a great eye for it yeah. you're, you're like the um, Lawrence, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen <laughs> of the boxing you're Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen of the boxing world of the boxing world yeah. yes yes without you the, need some, without you the need hair double cuffs on soon and, and some hair and some hair <laughs> uh, this episode we're going to talk about relationships uh, which I think is a fantastic episode to kick us off just because we're on two different ends of the spectrum you and I. You're young-ish, free and single. Yes, I am. I'm withered, ma- married. <laughs> yeah. and, Is that what marriage and, does and to you? I'll stay away from Forget marriage then. Knackered. Yeah. Um, how would you class your marriage though? How, how long has it been? Where did you meet the missus, etc., etc.? So, so we got married in 2017. Mm. We got married in 2017 uh, at Lord's Cricket Ground, the church on St. John's Wood Roundabout, and then across You're for the so party. Posh, aren't you? You're so aspirationally so yeah. certainly um, <laughs> not necessarily in reality uh, but yeah we got married there in 2017 uh, my daughter was born at the beginning of 2019 mm. but yeah it's been it's been amazing I've, did you always want to are you one of those people you know some people do not want to get married no interest in it they have aspirations to get married but they have no like eh, I want to get were you one of those that like I want to get married it's mm, my thing do, do you know what? I've always felt like it would happen mm. I always felt like you know you know when you're a kid and you kind of go well when I'm older I'll get married it's kind okay, of what okay, you, yeah. it's kind of what you do. When I'm older, I'll have a kid. When I'm yeah. older, I'll get a car, get a house. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind that, of yeah. it's kind of like a rite of passage. I yeah. certainly saw it as that, but I wasn't clucking for it. You know those mm. people. Like I had, I had a couple of mates who at 24 were 
adults, yeah. men, house mortgage. I wasn't that. Mm. I was a long way from that. I lived at my nan's till I was 28. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I wasn't. I wasn't a particularly mature. I'm not. I've never been mature for my. I've always been sort of slightly juvenile. Mm. Um, and no, I wasn't. I was never the first to do anything. Okay. I was always like the last one to come along. But then it, when it landed, when I met Victoria, my wife. It, it then all felt very natural and flowed mm. fairly rapidly, I suppose. We met in 2013. She was my boss. She cougared me. Was there any longer relationships before that? Was yeah, like, there was one longer. And you didn't think you want to get married to that person? Don't have to mention her name, but you never uh, thought, like, okay, she's the one. She was... No, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. No, we were, we There's were a story both, here. We were both very young. Yeah. We were both very young. We went out for about 10 years, but it oh, was wow. tempestuous. It was on and off, on okay, and off. Yeah. Aggression and like, you know, just in terms of that, that, volatile, that volatile. That yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was that. It was, it was a very good relationship. I wish her really well. Mm. She, had a, she had a daughter mm. like the whole time that we were together as well. I think I'd met her and she had a sort of 18-month-old kid okay so, so that's a lot to take on yeah yeah Especially as a youngster young. as well yeah, as a youngster yeah um but no i mean like, she's she was a wonderful girl i look back on that time that we had together really fondly but it was never really going to end with what i have now which is mm. sort of a stable relationship and, and loving marriage yeah for me with my ex and you funny because you mentioned your relationship being a bit or the previous one being a bit you know hot tempered sometimes mm. mine was definitely that but i enjoyed it in a weird way. Yeah, I, I felt I think, like she tamed me because I was like very street. Do you think it's this? Do you think when you're young, mm. that sort of thing is relatively engaging and exciting and almost normal? Mm. I can't think of anything worse now. I couldn't think of anything worse than having a drunken argument. Oh. Well, with anyone, in fact. Yeah. But, oh. but, you know, sort of, with, with a girlfriend. Yeah. I just Towards the end of my relationship with her, we were together... 13 years, mm. you know, and we we're going to get into it. We might get her on the show one day, who knows? <laughs> but we were together nearly 13 years. And I remember towards the end of a relationship, I would come home from work and hope she wasn't in. Uh, thinking, yeah, this, this, the, yeah, you know, it's got to that stage. Yeah. We're thinking, I don't want an argument. I don't want the noise and the drama. Please don't let me see the lights on when I turn the corner. Yeah, see, that's, I've that's, never, yeah, I've never been in a relationship that. like that. Yeah, also, that. I think our chances of getting her on now off the, off the back of that sentence oh, has I, just taken a, taken a hit. Well, there's a lot worse than that. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. no, do you, do you know what? I've never been in a relationship like that. I mean, potentially people have, maybe I have, but mm. I'd be the one that they hoped wasn't in. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I've never, I've never been like that. But I've also never been in, which you know what I'd describe my marriage as now? Go on. It's easy. Like, she's my best mate. She's Aww. sensible. No, but genuinely, like, my, my previous girlfriend was wonderful for, for loads of things. And, you know, really good girl. And I certainly wish her well. But nothing about the relationship with it was easy. It was always hard work. It was always, like, part of that can be fun. Mm. But it was always quite difficult. Is there not a part of it? How long have you been married? No. Been married since 2017. How long have you been with her? Since 2013. Okay, nine years. Yeah. It's a long time. Is there, be honest... Be honest, we're mm. honest with each other. Has there never been a part of you? No one's listening. Has <laughs> there never been a part of you that's like, wish I was single? Oh, no, I've never, ever wished to be single since I've been with Victoria, genuinely. Mm. My mm. life is so much better now. Yeah. Like, my life, like, she is so good for me. Everything, you know, I've got very lucky lately. Our friendship is a testament to that. This mm. podcast is a, t a testament Works. to that. Works. Got everything well, yeah. better. It's all because of her. Like, genuinely, like, my whole life elevated. Mm. 
pretty much as we got married and as we had a child. Like everything got better. She's a stable influence. She's wonderful company. She's hilarious. I couldn't be happier. One or thing that surprises me about you and Victoria, and I feel like I know her. I've only ever seen her yeah. think once, but I know her so much. Your polar opposites in your views on life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, Paula Abdul sang about that though, didn't she? Did she? Yeah. Opposites attract. Do you not remember <laughs> yeah. that cartoon with the with the, uh, yeah. the video where the cat was dancing? Yeah. Two steps forward, one step back. We mm. come together because opposites attract. No, we do. Um, we do definitely challenge one another but I think that's quite healthy mm. I think that's quite healthy like, like Victoria and I can walk to the polling booth and vote a different way we'll always vote yeah. like we'll, but we kind of walk down to the polling booth and effectively cancel out each other's votes like we do look at life in a very different way mm. but I think that's quite good I think part of part of an issue that you get now is your I think society you're not allowed to disagree no. with each other like you're not allowed to be friends with people who you disagree with and I think it's weird I genuinely do because some of my best mates I disagree with on a lot of things like look we can use a relatively recent example I was in Dublin recently with somebody who you obviously know and somebody who I think some of our viewers will, will have heard of Adam McCullough does the Stretford Paddock Manchester United fan very well known in the YouTube space on the kickoff and whatever we're talking about the Europa League final we couldn't disagree with each other more on what we want the outcome to be. Mm. And, and you know, obviously, because of the team that's playing Glasgow Rangers, it comes down to loads of other things. It comes down to the way that maybe Adam views the royal family or whatever. Yeah, so, so you disagree like, yeah. on... So I was desperate for Glasgow Rangers to win that game. He was desperate for them to lose. But he's still one of our best mates. Mm. And I think that's fine. I mean, you and I can do that. And I think it's fine. But there does seem to be this thing now. What do they call it? On They call it an echo chamber, don't they? Where you basically only agree... And you're only friends with people that you agree with. And what you end up with is this really weird situation in your life where I think they call it false consensus. When you go, I can't believe that this happened because everyone I know doesn't think it's going to happen. That's like, so interesting because, you know, when you think of relationships now, especially relationships that are formed or made from um, online dating apps. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of those, you're looking for someone that almost shares the same view or shares the same things or does the same thing yeah. that you want to do. Which isn't so always... So you're basically saying that it doesn't really work most times. It time. doesn't work for me, yeah. but I don't think it... I, like Victoria, for example, if you think about... If you were to write down the things that you know I'm passionate about, you're, you're now one of my best mates. You know me really well. Five things I like in life. Drinking, football, playing cards... Victoria has no interest in any of the above. Literally none. Like Victoria could walk past Frank Lampard on the street. She wouldn't have a clue who he is. Genuinely, not a clue. Yeah. And you some know, of I her used to hobbies. Get upset when my ex didn't like Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. And now it makes no sense. Now I think of it stupid. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, I'm watching Liverpool. You can see how passionate it is to me. Why is it not passionate to but me? If you if you were to go on a date, which obviously I've known you, and you're not shy on the dating what front. Are you talking about. If you were to do that. If the conversation started immediately around sport mm. and a and a girl that you were out with just immediately shut that down and went, do you know what, Eddie? I like artists. Do you yeah. want to talk about artists? Maybe mm -hmm. you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge on that. You're not close-minded enough to kind of think, well, we can't talk about how Stephen Gerrard nearly won the league under no. Brendan Rodgers. So what's the point of being 100%, here? 100%, but there was a time for me when I wanted them to share the same interests. I think, which, I think you, which I don't know but you do get the overlap as well you'll always get yeah. in the Venn dot look I'm, I've said Victoria's not interested in 
she doesn't want to go to the pub. She doesn't want to go to Stanford Bridge. She wouldn't dream of going to an away game for Chelsea. Like, wouldn't dream of it. She mm. thinks, you know, she thinks genu- genuinely wild. Yeah. She goes, what are you up to? On a Tuesday afternoon, I go and have the afternoon off work and I'm going to Sunderland because Chelsea are playing in the League Cup. She goes, what? <laughs> like, like, what? Do you know anyone playing? No, but they're 11 of my heroes. <laughs> they're your heroes. Have you met them? No, well, once maybe. What do you mean? Like, how, are you being paid for this? No, no, I'm paying a lot. Like, she just can't. See, when, it's when you say it like that, yeah, yeah. It's it makes no sense. But look, we obviously have loads of shared interests as well. Because you, what happens is you go deeper than the superficial. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't want to go to Stanford Bridge, but we bond over restaurants that we like and we bond over various cocktails that we like we bond over TV shows that we like and books that we read and whatever so you go that level deeper but you know that initial top line Mm. which I think is dating apps like I was married before dating apps came out but that top line is I'm I'm a football fan I'm I'm this I'm that I'm I'm A, B and C and then the girl really has to look at that and go I'm A, B, C as well and therefore you date but I think it's I think it's sometimes misleading. Yeah, and you're, and you're closing off an entire an entire crew, an entire uh, sector of society who you could actually bond with so much. Mm. That's interesting you said it because I think there's a lot of people that close off a section of society due to race as well. You mean in terms of so for example in terms you, of your preference? Yeah, in terms of your preference. So for me, growing up, it was okay. Um, I'm going to get married. It's going to be to uh, a West West African, yeah, preferably Nigerian. But is that because you are sexually attracted to West African, preferably Nigerian women, or because? No, I think it's family pressure and culture. Right. Because I'm still attracted to, you know, Caucasian women. I'm still attracted yeah. to Asian ladies. But I think my culture, I think most Nigerian guys, it's almost like you're forced down that road right. of you have to marry a Nigerian. So if you were to marry a white girl, yeah. so someone I grew up with from yeah. Kilburn High Road. Yeah white probably Irish ancestry mm. if, they, if she's from that area it won't be easy getting through the family well, say your family say think about your your immediates your brother yeah, brother. you coming to that wedding yeah yeah yeah. I think okay. everyone's coming but I do think in my head I'm thinking okay the conversation to the parents or to the to the wider family mm. is going to be difficult yeah. so I think most people almost section themselves into especially within Africa most people will date yeah. not just an African but date someone from specific, their country specific. and it gets so crazy in Nigeria where you're dating someone from your village or in that right. area. And does that translate to when people come to, say, say the Nigerian community of London? Yeah. Do you still try? And- oh, 100%. When I met my ex, the first thing my mum said Nigerian? was... Nigerian? Yeah. Was my first thing my mum said was, what's her surname? Right. That was the first oh, what, to, question. To see if she knows so any, immediately, any aunties or Just whatever. from the surname, yeah. she knew what area of Nigeria she was. Right, right. She was like, oh, okay. Oh, what's said yet? That's her surname. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, good. That ding. Okay, I saw my okay, mum's okay. eyes light up. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow, you know, he's not bringing a Jamaican. And would you, you, know, con- would you conform to that now? No. Right. No. Uh, I think I was almost. And I wanted to as well, from a cultural standpoint. I don't mind yeah. it. But now, having been through that relationship and the pressures that it brings. I can it, see why on some level, lot. though, because you're going to connect with people who you have a cultural link to. Yeah. And, and that can. I don't necessarily think it's always through race because I could be I culturally linked. I think it's quite dangerous to, to do if, like myself and even my ex, we're. British, we're brought, we're born, we're you know brought up here. Yeah. So we, yes, we can connect with each other, but we can connect with millions of people as well. Yeah, but you didn't. But now, obviously, you've you've had your moments. But now you would date anybody. Really. Yeah, I think now I'd be open to dating people one hundred percent from outside my race. Well, from from my very 
you know, it's a straw poll of one here, but my limited experience, I've been married once. Mm. I'm married, I'm from the city, passionate about being from the city, a proud Londoner and never ever envisaged me not living in central London. Mm. Like I saw people with an 0208 phone number when I was a kid as being from the sticks. Like you're from where? Acton, sod that. Like, you know, West End kids. (laughs) My wife is so countryside. Like Mm. she doesn't really get London, you know? You know, when like she she thinks London's beautiful and she loves having easy access and she loves coming into London. She loves, you know, she works in Soho. Mm. But in terms of sort of living and the drudgery and the busyness and the hassle, she doesn't get it at all. But what I would say is, from from my experience of doing this, I think it's great to have somebody with like differing yeah. opinions of it because otherwise you're just marrying yourself how That's close do you exactly that I think you're marrying yourself and I remember thinking as I was going to get married and you know fortunately unfortunately I didn't I remember thinking I'm marrying a whole family here which is mm. I don't get me wrong it is a good thing but I thought we are marrying each other yeah. and we're going to be on top of each other and your mum your dad and we're all like one yeah. And there was no separation. But you know, but life generally, right? If you build that life and what's good about life down to like two bullet points, which is very difficult to do, but you say love, mm. so that's the most important. And then maybe you go experiences. So marrying somebody different, like which, which I did. Look, my, my, my wife's English, mm. but she's from the northeast, mm. countryside. Like I, I've got so many different experiences simply from that. Like I know so much about cows. Genuinely, I'm not. I'm not joking. About what? Cows. Like cows. Cows. cows like, like cows that like stand. Moo stand cows. cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know so much about them. Like I could tell you so much about. I know the difference between a Hereford and a Herdwick. I know Herdwick's a sheep. I'm, I've done myself a disservice here, right? But I, genuinely, I know. I, I know loads about cows more than I should know about yeah. cows. And that's coming from your missus. Coming from yeah. I've been on holiday to the Lake District. I know Lake District like back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in going to the Lake District. Every holiday for me would have been, do you want to go to Ibiza? Do you want to go to Marbella? Maybe Dubai, New York. Like that, that would be my experience. So if that would be my experience. met you 15 years ago, yeah. would you be telling yourself 15 years ago the best thing about you right now is marriage? Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. If you, I would say... No, We're so different in the sense that I, in a sense, ran away from a wedding. I decided, you know what? I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't man enough for it. I couldn't handle the stress and the pressure Tony Braxton that's right <laughs> you've always got a song for every man but generally I thought I couldn't handle it I thought I remember at the time so we had obviously we got together in London we started a business selling these type of chairs that glorious you see me sitting on right now it's such a it's such an anglicised business it's like crazy. do you know what I'm not I, I don't I hope this doesn't sort of reveal some sort of inner prejudice within me and if it does to anybody listening I'm very sorry I know I will but tell if you if I if you, I bought that chair yeah, and then it was being delivered it and yeah. it was being delivered to me, what are they called? Um, Chesterfield. Chester, okay, Chesterfield. Presumably that means they were made in Chesterfield. Yes, sir. Which is Yorkshire and mm. as old English as it gets. Mm. If I ordered that chair, I would not be expecting you with the tattoos. And the worst thing is you've got me, bald head, beard, tattoos. But, She's a dread. <laughs> Coming from so, Stratford yeah, as well. We speak, both of us speak quite well. Yeah. Yeah, so they would, you know, answer the phone and would speak and they're surprised when they would not come through the door yeah. and see both of us was incredible. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, it's inc- it is truly incredible. But do you know what's, what's more of an enigma about you? Mm. With me, things can't go in right because I'm the stereotype in a way. I kind of married 
I married a good girl, mm. and you know, it's like I think Mike Skinner says says uh, something something in a street song. He goes, "Look, you get the love of a good girl, and you'll be sweet." And that's pretty much what happened to me. I was a little bit off the rails. I didn't really know what I was doing. Had some relatively hairy moments and wonderful times, but some hairy moments. And then met Victoria and everything, you know, the trajectory just changed. You're quite an interesting one because you had the similar trajectory. Our stories aren't dissimilar. Mm. But there isn't the of... Like for me, no, for the, me, girl, for the girl me, did it. The girl yeah, did it to me. for me, it's the other side. It's, the, it's almost like coming away from that relationship the embarrassment of calling off a wedding, which is the biggest embarrassment ever. Did you? What did you do? Did you like do a Rachel Green in Friends and like jump out the window or something? Pretty much. And leave? Pretty did you much. just run it away? Pretty much. Like we've got to come on. To, I think mean, we need to do a whole no, no, episode no, no, no. We, dedicated. Yeah, we, yeah, to yeah we can yeah. skim over it now. So in Nigeria, um, everyone's getting ready for the wedding, and Nigerian weddings are very similar to Asian weddings, where it's the biggest thing in the world. Oh my god! So you people know. have flown in. Oh, of course, people have flown in from Nigeria to the UK. It's not easy getting money. a visa from Nigeria to the UK. Spent money. The hall's been booked. So that's 10 grand, the food, the caterers, and a couple of months before that, I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do this. And I remember going to see her mum when I got back. <sighs> that's a lie, I didn't go and see her mum. I spoke to her mum, because I was too fearful. Of, I'm not sure I can, she wimped out. And her mum was very much, it's, you know, it's okay. These things happen, I'll see really? you in a couple of days. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not marrying your daughter. And then obviously it switched, the whole conversation switched. And I was like, it's the first time I've ever felt, and it's funny, because me and you were just speaking off camera about the, using the word man up. But that's when that's when I honestly genuinely needed a father figure around just to kind of say, okay, look, we'll deal with this. Oh my god! Because then I was like, mum, you need to speak to her, mum. I can't deal with it. It got to that stage. Is that like, what you did? I did. I literally yeah. put it all on my mum. Like, mum, please speak I'd to her. I'd be very mom. quick to call you a coward. No, I was no, but no, no, no. I don't think it is cowardly because I think it's not this cowardly. Is, this is not, like this is so flammable, isn't it? Cowardly in terms of running away from a wedding. Because no. sometimes, but cowardly in the way in which I dealt with everyone who I've known for the best did, part of 13 years. Did you literally run years. away? Did you just jump on a plane back to London? Got on a plane. While people are still there? No, no, the, the wedding was supposed to be in London. Oh, right. The wedding was supposed to be in London. Right. So I got on a plane coming back to London. No wedding. I've cancelled everything. Oh. I even tried to go back to the hall because I was broke and asked for some money back. <laughs> I love that the, the finances were also fairly high on your list here. Yeah, because I was thinking, okay. wait a minute, I'm broke okay, I'm now. I'm definitely breaking someone's heart, but I could do with a bit I could of a do rebate. A couple of quid. I could do with a rebate. They yeah. said no. What do you mean my friends do? Went to the hall and sat in there because we we're like, oh, "I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this. You're not. You're not using this hall for free. You're not using the hall for free. We're sitting yeah, in the hall. I'm coming to the hall, man. I've paid for it. I'm coming. But um, yeah, hardest decision ever. What flipped then for you? Like, how did you? How did you go from that? Because look at you now. Look at where we are. Look at your rock bottom. Yeah, rock bottom. You come back and there's nothing in it. I definitely went into a bit of depression. Honestly, because you're, 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 I'm getting phone calls from everyone. I'm getting phone calls from her friends, and rightly so. Yeah. Like you effing blah, blah, blah. It starts nice, and then it gets bad, and then the texts come, and you got to block a few people. Yeah. It just started to get really vile, like very. Like, it's painful. Painful. And then, um, yeah, and then I hit rock bottom, and then I was like, okay, what can you do? You've and then, but see, it's, it's impressive though because you've done it with with me. The credit doesn't really lie with it to a degree. You mm. you know you share the you share that that we managed to kind of like get back back to winning ways to a degree but I just don't know how you managed to do it because you, you're single and then decided right I'm going to embark on a new career I'm going to mm. take a leap of faith into yeah. a world of YouTube where I don't really have any knowledge I, you or... know I give her a lot of credit and I think she knows this now we, we've started speaking again and I remember all the things that she was saying I could do back then in terms of YouTube and broadcast and I used to laugh at like shut up 
when she's always said, no, you could do it. Do it yourself. You could right. do this. You could oh, do so that. So she does actually, she, yeah. at the very genesis of, of this journey for yeah. you, she is She present. plays a massive part. It's always a girl. She plays it? a massive Mate, part. it's always a girl. So, you know when they say girls mature faster than guys? I used to laugh at that. No, it's, it's a so bit, like all nonsense. So it is so true. Mate, so, they're always, part. at least with, with my, do you know when I think about doing something, like immediately, mm. often rash, do you know what I have to think? I have to think, okay, I'm going to do this, but before I do it, I'm just going to find Victoria. Like, you know, if somebody somebody does something, like a situation, whatever, mm. if I don't like something, I can be very snappy and not always not always correct. I basically just think, I seek the counsel of my wife and the right answer will come. Good. They get, they get it right. They get it right. Would you? And look, I fingers crossed you never, ever leave Victoria. Mm. You know, you've got a wonderful kid, nice big house, you make, make <laughs> making loads of money, ain't you? Um, <laughs> If you were to ever, if it were to ever come to a, a yeah. hall, would you ever go on a date? No. I think I'd, 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 I'd say this genuinely, right? I'd just be single. Do you know how many, if how she, many users if, are on if, Tinder? If Can she, you guess as to me how many users are on Tinder? How many users how many on Tinder? How many people are on Tinder right uh, now? In the UK or in worldwide? Because it's everywhere, isn't it? Good. It's got to be, oh, mate, loads. A hundred million. Okay, 76. Million. Million. Yeah. How many, you know how many that is? Yeah, seeking love. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's the journey, isn't it? It's yeah. what people and me what, as a single person. I think a lot of people would assume I'm on. I just don't. Yeah. I can't do it. I wonder how many of those seventy six million you've slept with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, mate. I, I mean, yeah, people. It's the journey. I think thirty percent are married for a lot. Thirty percent are married. Thirty percent on there are married. That's ridiculous. Yeah. What that, does that say? You're, you're married. What does it say about people? In, it says in a lot of people have a lot more energy than I do. <laughs> God. That's crazy, isn't it? Do you know I couldn't think of anything worse than, mm. than that? You know, like, I mean this, full, full, like being as candid as I can possibly be, cards on the table. The idea of that. Well, the idea of what, meeting like someone on another, an app? You know when you hear people have other girlfriends and other lives? And oh, whatever, you mean cheating? Cheating or, 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 or kind of playing the field a bit and mm. like having more than one. I just, I honestly just don't get it. I just don't see the buzz. I don't see how. Have anyone... you never met someone though? Uh, you know, you know. Obviously, look again. Mm. You and Victoria like that. Brock sod But you've never met someone that's maybe turned your eye like, oh, hello. No, I, I, since I've been married, I honestly haven't because I don't think I'm not, open to it. I think I, I also think I'm blind to it. Mm. Like I've never been. I've, I was never great at yeah. the chat anyway. And I was also always convinced that nobody ever actually fancied me. I never think like you know if Correct. you know if I did like someone mm. and I was single, yeah. I'd be like oh, she, she wouldn't anyway, kind of thing. Mm. That would be my approach. You're not going to get any R's and no, no, I don't, well, I don't need them now. I've got, like, my, got sex on tap now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I don't. I honestly don't get it. So you see that thirty percent that you've, yeah. you're speaking about there. Thirty percent of people on Tinder are married. clearly unhappy. Like I remember in the first. But I don't necessarily think it's as simple as that. What is I don't it think it's as just simple. a bit of a bit of spice. Because I, th I think a lot of yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think don't say men. Unhappiness. Both. Yeah. No, it's men. You think it's men? You think thirty? Well, one second. You think the thirty percent? Twenty-nine percent men. You think it's that high? Higher, really? Higher, I wish. Higher, I wish higher. there was a figure. There's for that. no. There's mate. This is so men. You'll be surprised. Nah, I would be very surprised. Yeah, yeah. I also know nothing about what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I've got three sisters. You'd be very surprised. No way. Not trying to say they do anything. I'm trying to say no. I have conversations with other girls a lot and you'd be surprised. No, there's no way that any... I'm not having that. I'm not having that married... Tinder is this... 
hotbed you know, of have, married women not, looking for not, one night stands with men. That's not how the world you're spins, man. You're not having man. that you got these ladies that stay at home, their men go away for business, they're bored, the men treat them like trash. You're not having that they can be sort of, you know, coerced into doing something. No. no. I honestly don't think that. Look, I could, I could be proved wrong and maybe we can find the stats for this yeah. on another episode. Yeah. But I would say that the like the lion's share by a ridiculous percentage will be men. Will be men. Yeah, men, mate, men are bad. Yeah, but men also are very stupid. They're very stupid and do silly things. They're very stupid mm. and they do very silly things. And it is a silly thing. Mm. The majority of the majority of the time when people cheat on their wife or husband, they regret it, which it implies that it's a silly mistake at yeah. the time. I cheated early with my partner. Did you? Yeah, early in our relationship. Yeah, when I was still very much, like I met when we when I was 24, 25, I was still yeah. doing silly things yeah, with friends. Yeah. And I didn't really take the relationship serious at the beginning. Yeah. Just, you know, just, and then, you know, it went, oh, because... But it would be very different for you. It would be very different for anybody. Cheating at 25 is very different to cheating at 35. And mm. married with a child, or yeah. it's a very different, it's a very different journey, I think. Mm. But I would, I would be surprised if, if there was a huge swathe of women coursing through Twitter looking for, looking for men available. I've got, I've got another fact for you. Yeah, Come this on is up. interesting. A 2016 study revealed that those who use the app tend to be less happy with their looks. However, they believed only male users suffered lower levels of self-esteem. But I think I think that that might be true because my so my mate mm. is on it was he's now in a relationship with somebody that he didn't meet on the on the app. app. But he used to really make me laugh because you often see this thing like for example a man on there would have to be very careful what they say in terms of what they like mm. they'd have to be very respectful. Mm. But my mate used to send me these things and it would be like under five eleven need not apply and all that. Yes, and you can just be, you can just be out there. So I'd have no luck on there anyway. Yeah, because if if that if that's true, if if generally if the general consensus on Tinder is under five elevens need not apply, mm. just me on there, isn't it? It's me on my own. I think that could be true because people aren't people can say very negative things so about. You think fellas. it's bad for? A, let's talk about males here for their self esteem. I think the I think the app generally is very bad for self esteem because you're only being judged on, on your, your looks because it's photographs, isn't it? Mm. It's photographs and maybe a few words, yeah. so like a like a social media profile. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a really bad thing for society. I, I, I find Instagram yeah. and I find Instagram and I imagine that it's a as a condition that's replicated on the it's, dating it's apps. It's pretty much that, isn't it? It's I think like it's damaging, Instagram. man. I, th I genuinely do. And I think because I'm a bit older and because I'm a father and because I've got a daughter and, and because I adore my wife and see how she approaches life and it's very, a lot more tender than mine I would naturally be. I do think that there's a damaging culture. You know, mm. all this Instagram stuff, mm. everybody acting like they're billionaires. Yeah. Everybody acting like they're glamorous as anything. Selfies mm. and like, I'm Photo so... Photoshopped photos. Yeah. I'm so anti that for my daughter are we just too old yeah I think mm. so I get called a boomer all the time I, get, I think so I, th I think we probably are yeah, yeah. I think young young people listening to this would see me, like, I would be I'd probably be their target market right 40 years old single yeah. ready to mingle yeah and disposable income so you could pay the upgrade yeah, or whatever I yeah. wouldn't even want to go for Tinder it doesn't appeal to me I don't appeal just to just the idea of swiping the only reason why it on could appeal and like let's to who easy 
it's okay. easy. Like like dating is hard and it's effort. I know more people expensive. that use Tinder as a sexual app than as a dating app. Yeah. Like I know people that land in a city and they're using Tinder. Do you know what though? Maybe maybe you aren't a good case study here because you're a person. Firstly, you're handsome and thank therefore you. you don't have to worry. James, like, you. no, do you know what I mean? Like you can, you, you're also very confident mm. and you're also articulate. So yeah. you can, you can go out, have conversations, mm. attract naturally and be in, and you've got disposable income. You can buy dinner. You can do, you can do it. You're probably not a good case study to use here at all because there are people who don't have, firstly, the, the looks, secondly, the confidence, thirdly, the articulation, and fourthly, the disposable income, they still want to meet people. Mm. But I do think it's damaging for them because you say yes and no based purely on a face. It's hateful. Crazy, it's hateful. It? That's actually, yeah. It's actually Crazy. hateful. Like, yeah. I, if it wasn't virtual, it would be cruel, wouldn't it? I imagine it's how, I imagine it's how Genghis Khan so would, would meet his suitors. Still, not her, not her, not what's her. What's the best way then? Like for a single man to meet someone, is it still just the So usual? if I was in the situation and when I was in the situation, yeah. I would, I think face-to-face -face is essential. Mm. This virtual world for it isn't for me at all. And I do think it's damaging. And I, and I don't think that it, I don't think that it works because we spoke earlier, we've kind of come full circle here. Finding people with your interests isn't only a good thing. It isn't only good. There is so much to life. There are so many other opinions. There are so many other places. There are so many other experiences. Simply finding people who think the way you do. I like A, B, and C. She likes A, B, and C. Great, let's meet. Limiting. Mm. It's limiting. And for in terms of self-esteem, in terms of self-respect, in terms of everything like that, this is broader than simply dating apps. But social media is just an abomination of it that isn't like a, look I use it all day, every day yeah. every day because of work mm. and it has become so intrinsically linked to my income that I have no option but you know if I won a Euro Millions and I have the little fantasy of winning the Euro Millions you know when people genuinely what, what would you do if you won you're coming off Instagram immediately do you know it's one of the fantasies like it's actually it's actually there yeah, yeah. like so some of the fan, like yeah I'd, I'd probably buy a, a a nice, a nice house on the French Riviera in Antibes. I'd have a, a house in the south of France. So I fantasise about that, but I also fantasise about deleting my Instagram profile. I actually think, oh God, if I win the lottery, it'd be great because I'll get to buy a house and delete Instagram and mm. delete Twitter. Mm. That's how damaging I think yeah, it is. I, it, and I won't have my kid on there. And I, and I love the fact that my wife, my wife has it and probably goes on there once a week. Addy, if I'm honest with you, I mean, I'm addicted probably, to social media. It's bad, it's bad. I've tried to, I'm I'm tried to limit No, you're worse than me. I mean, you know when we were in America? I'm worse than you. I was like frustrated yeah, I'm worse than you because I'm single. So I'm on there yeah, maybe. and I'm looking at Instagram almost like but, it's but Tinder But mate, sometimes. listen to how damaging maybe this is for you. To people who don't know this listening, Addy and I went to the States fairly recently. We went to the Super Bowl and obviously we spent loads of time together. We had a wonderful time and had a fantastic company, but there was a big issue that used to drive me mad. We go out for dinner and I'd be having a conversation with Addy and the conversation would go kind of me to him. He wouldn't quite hear it because his eyes are glued to the phone. And it was a, it was a thing where I had to go, mate, I can't talk to you until you put the phone down. Is that damaging our relationship? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, not, not long term, not irreparably, mm. but at the time it was annoying. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. Yeah. But, but bearing in mind, I didn't have my phone in my hand and I've just admitted to being totally addicted to social media. I don't know what you're playing at. If you're, if I'm telling you to put the phone down, you've got problems. It's actually not as bad as that. 
No, it's, not, it's bad. No, just, it's just when you're it's just when you're in boring company. Yeah, yeah, you're boring. And I was like, yeah. you know, yeah. So it's, it's, a, reflection on, it's a reflection on it's the reflection company. On you. It's your fault. <laughs> um, but you know, the weirdest thing for me is, and maybe that's probably why I have been single since the ex, yeah. and that was like four years ago. And I'm like, I actually don't know Wait, where the right place years? is. Four years ago, yeah. That's that's way more recent than I thought. Really? I thought we were talking about a story a decade ago. Oh no, no, four years ago. Wait, yeah, four years. I left Nigeria in April 2018. Mate, your turnaround is amazing. Oh, thank you. Isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, we need to have that conversation as well. The journey of Adi Oladipo. I need to hear more about that. There is a YouTube video about it. Feel free to go to my social media. Always <laughs> <laughs> getting it in. Well played. Plug, plug. But mate, I do think uh, I do think that that whole. I miss world... being in a relationship though. Do you? Oh, immensely. This single world is nonsense for me. I just don't have the time for it. I don't have the time for yeah. the pretense of it all. Well, like I just do, I do the idea of getting dressed up all the time, having a fresh trim and going out and drinking and spending fresh money. Trim. Got to trim the beard. Oh. And spending money. How dare you? That's got to be trimmed as well. The bald head's got to be trimmed as well. Spending money yeah. I don't really have. Uh, I haven't had a fresh trim since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I agree. Because you know all the best things about my day? Mm. Do you know what? Do you know ultimately what I do every day? Mm. I basically, I fly into London, I do, I have a busy life, I do loads, but the priority is get home, get back to my house, see my kid before she goes to bed and watch some TV and have dinner with my wife. That's basically the be all and end all of my day. Mm -hmm. And I know that you don't have that, but I couldn't quite imagine what the motivation is if you haven't got that. So no. I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. But other pe other people, by the way, they would go, 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 go home to the missus and you get to go out and... Yeah. No one's ever happy. I don't think so. But you are. I prefer... Oh, mate, I prefer f so much. I think you're a lot happier than me. What, fundamentally? Fundamentally, yeah. I feel like you've got it all sorted. I feel like I'm still trying to plug holes and fill gaps, yeah. Mm. Because I don't have that that emotional side from a female. Do you not revel in the dating do you not find no I absolutely can't stand it aside from the moment like trying I'm trying to see it from your you know what it is I just go purely on looks when we were in I'm the going states purely on looks. when we were in the states oh, we're sitting we on that rooftop bar <laughs> I, I hope we can discuss we can it's okay yeah yeah we're sitting I'm a on the rooftop man. bar it's okay yeah. do you not find do you not potentially pity me in this situation we're sitting at the top of this glorious bar in the in the downtown LA. of LA mm -hmm. And these two very attractive girls come in. I went, hi, nice to meet you. I'm going to bed. See you later. <laughs> yeah. And you went, hi, nice to meet you. What would you like to drink? Do you not find, are you not pitying me there? Because a lot of people listening to this will definitely prefer your role in this story and the ending of this story, in fact, yeah, rather my, than my role in this story. My role in that story cost me about $500. Yeah, but you've got loads of money. Well, you yeah, made I'm money, okay. Yeah. Your role was, you know, <laughs> a bed and probably a phone call from the missus. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, it's fun. It's fun for a couple of hours and that's exciting. But then, you know, the realisation is I'm in LA and what are we going to do here? Bit of hanky-panky, then what? Uh, see, I think most people listening to this will think that if, if they had to pick a role there, mm. Batman and Robin, you're Batman, I'm Robin. Mm. So I've gone, hey, lovely to meet you. Have a lovely night. Really, really, uh, really uh, enjoy yourself. Tada. Mm. Most people would rather be you. I would rather be you. I, Maybe I would I've rather done, be me. I've done me for four years. Times, yeah, 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 it's yeah. been four years and it's fun and I've done me and enough's enough. Time for a bit of fun now. You ready for this? Uh, you heard us talk about our lives for now. Um, interesting. Victoria, we've heard <laughs> mentioned. I didn't even mention my ex's name, Demi. Let's give her some respect, eh? Demi. Demi, you know her surname. You'll hear more from her soon. 
He might see her as well a bit soon. All right, it's now time to hear about yours. We've been on the hunt to get some stories from our listeners and they did not disappoint. Rory, are you ready for this? All right, let's talk about this one. This is from Ben. Uh, this might be slightly strange, but on a first date, I always like to go to Ikea. My thinking is if we can cope with the stress of Ikea, followed by a nice chat over the meatballs, their meatballs are pretty good, then there is every possibility we can make it work. This is horrific. This is horrific. Awful, isn't no, it? No, I mean, not the Ikea. The Do not was. try and romance in Ikea. Surely that first date, it's imperative no, that you get right, it spot though, on. If you can get through Ikea, all the drama, all the nonsense, the pencils, the yellow bag, if you can get through all of that and still at the end of it be okay, then there might be hope. If there she hope. is prepared to go to a first date to Ikea, I'd say she's not worth seeing. Really? Yeah. Ben. Like nobody wins here. Ben, like Ben shouldn't be proposing it, and the girl shouldn't be accepting it. Like there is no IKEA is a chore. Mm. A date is a gift. You know what's a weird first date? Cinema. That used to be your banker. It, you when you're a kid, though, you probably call it pictures because you're that you, old. When you're a kid, <laughs> yeah. When, <laughs> no, but when you're a youngster, when you're 16, 15, you've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. You can't go to the pub. You can't. You've got no money. It was Cinema. relatively cheap. Cinema. Now though, yeah, it's yeah. a weird one because neither of you are speaking. Yeah, no, I went. It's a weird one. I, remember, I, I to went to Titanic on a date. I remember. I went to Titanic. Good choice. Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, went to. Oh, uh, you won. You won that date. Yeah, the cinema yeah. in Finchley Road in the O2 centre. I remember. I remember everything about it. From, right? No, no, not her. Much, okay. I was much younger then. Oh, okay, okay. This was a girl from uh, Kendall Rise called Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Hi. <laughs> All right, next one from Joel. I, I'm not proud of this, but I met a girl once and honestly thought she was the one. After a year, I decided to take her home to meet my family. I'd never done this before, so this was a big step for me. This couldn't have gone more wrong. As we go inside, the girl takes just one look at my younger brother, turns and bolts straight back out the door. Oh, God, I know where this is going. Turns out my younger brother was also in a relationship with this girl, and they had been together for a number of months. I didn't go after her, and we never spoke again. Oh, my God. It can't happen, by the way. She's crazy. It can't happen. No, but she's, this girl is crazy. What for? I thought you said one second. Well, she's embarking did, on I two. You just said that girls don't do this. I mean, she's. Exa- I said no. I, I gave you one percent, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, she's the one. I gave you one percent. One percent. I mean, that's that's crazy. No. I just don't know how people do it. Like you know, the juggle, the energy. I was talking. I'm obviously not naming him here. The buzz. I'm obviously not naming anybody here. Yeah. But a friend of both of ours mm. was recently talking to me about the situation that they had, mm. and he's a funny dude. You're making me think of funny but friends. The amount know. of effort that he goes to it it blew my mind the amount of juggling to keep multiple people in the dark and multiple people happy mm. I just honestly don't know how you do it I don't know how people have the energy it's almost on some perverse level I kind of find it quite quite inspiring to have to have the ability and, yeah. and, and drive and energy because it must take like keeping one household happy is no, but you're talking about properly cheating it. So you're talking about you know, yeah, having split lives. lives. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's ridiculous. Mm. I'm just talking about the guy that lives at home with his missus. No, but this girl's then... got two lives because she's got two boyfriends that think they're the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds awful. Like she, sounds, she also somebody far more clever uh, and and uh, intelligent than me will have to diagnose this. But he also sounds insane. Don't you think? Don't you think that's mental? No. Two boys. No. You think it's cool? No, I just think it happens. I think it happens a lot. But does more it happen? Is it not? Is it not the? I think it's is it not the behaviour of a lunatic? Yes. It's a lunatic. It's a nutty move. Mm. Two. Just pick your favourite, man. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like your football team, isn't it? Just yeah, pick yeah. your favourite and, no, and pick your favourite and devote your life to it. All right. Next one. This is from Scott. 
I'm someone who normally doesn't get much attention. Who wrote this? What Scott? <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> the attention I get on Tinder seems to be mostly from very odd characters. <laughs> the strange interaction I've had was recently <laughs> when a woman offered to buy me trainers in return for an intimate video. I've not been on the app since. Let's read that again. One second. No, don't. don't. The strangest interaction I've had recently was when a woman offered to buy me trainers in return for an intimate video. I've not been on the app since. What? Mate. Give me the trainers. What? But you're going to have to do something lewd on the web. Not on the web. Yeah, on the web. Privately send her a video. Yeah, but that, that, you never heard of you a screen record. What are they... Are you, are you open to that? I'm, 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 I'm open. Mate, there's some I'm terrible open. things like that, you know. That's crazy. Mate, there's you crazier heard of, things than uh, that. Are you aware of OnlyFans? Yes, I am. You know how much money can be yeah, made? Yeah, do you know that? my friends on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she's, she's been very candid with me. I mean, we could bring her on here one day. That'd be fantastic. But how much do you think here? she's making? She told me. I'm not, I, I won't say, say it. She can yeah. tell you. Right. But it's Is it? more than me and you combined. Combined? Yeah. Yeah, wow. honestly. She's bought herself a house mm. In a really affluent part of London, how? Like, think about, think yeah. about the cost think of, living, the cost in of living in London. And I won't say the area, but you know the southwest London pocket yeah. that is very beautiful and yeah. very sought after. She bought herself a house. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally yeah, only thousands as a whole pounds, thousands and yeah. thousands of pounds a day. It's mental. It's mental. What is? But she does speak very openly about it. So she may she may come on may and have this on. chat and we have this chat on. with us. Yeah, because I'd love to know how someone could want to be in a relationship with someone that's on OnlyFans she I believe again she'll have to tell us but I think she actually lost her relationship because of it yeah yeah. she was in a relationship it's almost like those people that are in relationships with porn stars I've always wondered do you know I met one a porn star I met met both I met a porn star Mm. and I met the husband how did you know she was a porn star no, she's a famous porn star. Okay. She's a, she's how, you, how she, did you know she was a famous the, porn star? The story goes, know you know I do the stars. True Geordie. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was, he was into, he's had a porn star on the website. Mm. Sorry, he's had a porn star on the podcast. I had, fi- they were filming after I was filming. So I'd done my show. The show ended. She's turned up with the husband. I was like transfixed at how weird mm. and pathetic he must be as a man. You know, like, I was just like, you are... Not a man. <laughs> How can you be okay with everything? Because also, you know, like, you know, like the levels of porn. <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's a spectrum in there. There's like, there's porn and then there's like porn. I saw a video from this girl. Oh my God. I, mate, it actually like disturbed me. It was distressing. You wouldn't, as a normal dude, be able to... No. Compete. Mate. Uh. Uh, well, well, I care about competing. Uh. You, you can't you can't do that you know if there's ever mm. and, I, and this is how I feel about sex generally you know if there's like more than two penises in the room I'm out I'm out <laughs> I ain't I, like there is I'm, I never ever want to see an erect penis that isn't my own and I don't massively want to see my own but I have no choice <laughs> this girl there was like 10 in the room uh. and I met the fella and the fella's just like hey man like American I'm just looking at him. I was like, bro, crazy. You are mental. Crazy. You know, I want to end this conversation on. It's a question. It's a tough one. Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm geared up. I'm poised. What would you do if Victoria ever cheated? I would go crazy. I would go. Yeah, I would be. Would you guys be together? No, fuck. Okay. No, no, absolutely not. But neither would she. She she would adopt this very similar. I would be. I would be. Yeah, I would be horrific. My, My 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 view on life. I view the world like. 
people viewed the world in 1958. <laughs> you are like that, yeah. by the way. You do know that. Yeah. Out I, here, I it's, 20, it's 2022 yeah, here, but my house is 1958. Okay. And no, I bet she would be exactly the same. Okay. She would, she would not, she's a very liberal person, mm. but not, not insane. What about, I'm pushing the boundaries here now. You, again, go on. No, mate, like go for it. You just go started for putting it. Your, your hair through, I mean, go your hair through your head. Yeah. stressing <laughs> you out a little bit. What if you found you're speaking to someone? So not cheating. Well, that might be classed as cheating. It would depend on the, it would depend on the words. It would okay. depend on what was being said. Okay. But no, but but you can cheat without you you can cheat without, without sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if she did that again, the relationship would be over. And she knows that. And she would be exactly the same about me. Mm. But yeah, zero tolerance. You? I think I could. Could you? I think I could. You pathetic man. I think I could. Remember, I'm I'm not in you 1958. Couldn't. I'm in twenty twenty. You could forgive that. I think another, I could. You know what it is. You know. You know. You know what it is. Cock. I think. I think it's because not the physical. No, not the, fi- not the no, physical. No, sorry, couldn't, right. Couldn't forgive the figures. Not the physical. Yeah, but I could forgive the non-physical, the conversation. I think I could. Because I, I've, to Do be you honest... Not, hang on, is there not an argument for this? Go on. The non-physical... Could be worse. Because it's emotional. Mm. There is something, there is something sort of more, less invested in sex. I'm, look, I'm saying nothing's okay. Mm. Nothing. But there is something less, in, there is less investment in sex. It happened, I was drunk. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like when they... A connection, connection, texting each other while you're sitting there watching the telly, she's texting another... Ah! Not a chance. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, now you've heard us chat about all this relationship stuff. It is time now to get someone who really knows what they're talking about. Uh, Lucy Beresford, a psychotherapist and relationship expert. She joins us right now. Lucy, really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very, very much. Um, What is a relationship expert? What does that entail? Well, I studied psychotherapy and all of my clinical work is around working with people one-to-one. 
And that means that I'm really exploring the relationships that they have in the world. So I've got 22 years of experience of that. And I'm a human being. So I've had <laughs> relationships myself, not just, you know, sexual and intimate ones, but relationships uh, with colleagues and pets and school children and classmates and what have you. So in many ways, we're all relationship experts, but we worry that we're not. We always worry that everybody else knows so much more than we do. And sometimes it just takes one other person to say something and you think, that's what I've been thinking. That's what I've always suspected. So the chances are, you know more than I do. I, I doubt that very much. I really do. Uh, you know, you only think of specifically relationships and sort of um, the way like social media has now played a part and apps being involved in relationships, dating apps. How have you noticed a change in relationships over the last sort of, say, 15 to 20 years? The biggest observation is uh, uh, heightened anxiety, I think. Social media does a number of things. It gives you the impression that everyone else is having a great relationship because that's invariably the only thing that they post. So if you're sitting there and you're single or you're heartbroken or you're in a very difficult relationship, you're being presented, perhaps even bombarded with messages and updates that might reinforce this sense that everybody else is having a great time and you're not. I think there's also another element to it, which is that social media has often made certain elements of cheating a bit easier. And we call this sometimes micro cheating. So if you were in a relationship with someone who was always liking other people's photos, particularly photos maybe taken by people that they might conceivably be romantically interested in, that could really exacerbate any kind of jealousies or insecurities that you might have. So my worry about social media is that as amazing as it is, and you and I are both on Twitter and we use social media a lot, but actually it can really intensify whatever insecurities already exist. They make them more apparent, more florid and harder to deal with. And that's why sometimes actually what I say to couples is, just switch your phones off more regularly than you do because you're not going to be bombarded with this extra information that you've got to process in addition to dealing with your relationship. Do you think, Lucy, that it's now more difficult to meet somebody because of social media? Like, in, in theory, it's something that makes it easier. You know, Tinder makes life easier to meet people. But I think that because of... Because of uh, its availability, it makes it very difficult because there's so much choice out there. Absolutely. It, it makes it easier to connect in one way. I mean, you can go on a dating app and start a conversation five minutes later, whereas in the past you would have to get dressed up, get on the tube, go into a pub, <laughs> walk, into a, walk into that pub on your own, or go to a party or go to a wedding or go into the office and start, you know, fancying somebody on the other in the other cubicle to you. But... I think social media makes it both very easy to make very superficial connections, but it makes it harder to make deeper connections. And, and we do run that risk of thinking, well, if this doesn't work, you know, there are not more plenty more fish in the sea, but zillions more fish in the mm. sea. Because I could be on an app and I might start chatting to someone who lives in South America or they live in, you know, um, in Japan. And, and that's still possible. And I might end up having a long-term relationship, but Am I making a real connection? Now, for some people, actually the thought of going to a party or striking up a conversation in a bar or even 
getting to know somebody that you might be working with. I mean, obviously, some workplaces discourage that, but it is the fact that quite a lot of people do meet their future partners in the workplace. If you could actually spend time chatting online to someone first and reveal a little bit about you and a little bit, find out a little bit more about them, then maybe actually that would uh, solve a lot of problems for people. It might make dating, dating easier, but I always say it doesn't really matter what you do online. It really matters how the relationship progresses uh, once you meet in real life. And of course, with social media, you can dump someone by text. You can ghost them by blocking them on Instagram. There are some pretty cruel ways in which social media can really um, exacerbate some of the problems that, that dating already has inherently within it, but it just happens in the blink of an eye. Uh, Lucy, we were talking about Tinder. Obviously, that seems to be the sort of the number one dating app that everyone knows. And there was a crazy stat on there about 30% of the users on Tinder are married. So I guess the next question would be, do these apps sort of encourage infidelity? Are they are they kind of open to let people go on there or people jumping on there thinking, you know what, regardless of my situation, I'm still going to go and use these apps? Yes. I mean, I think it's fair to say that infidelity did exist before social media. <laughs> and that's the funny wrinkle of human activity, which is that a lot of people become dissatisfied with the relationships that they're in. And obviously there are also married dating websites like Ashley Madison, for example, that that cater to a particular demographic that want to be a little bit more transparent about the fact that they are in a primary relationship, but they want something else. But absolutely, the problem with any kind of dating encounter is that, and in fact, this could happen in any relationship, a a sort of work relationship or a clinical relationship, you've got no guarantee that somebody is being truthful, that someone is being completely transparent with you. And therefore, just because it's very easy to meet somebody on Tinder, you should always take as much care as if you had met somebody at a wedding. So, you know, you might meet someone at a wedding and think, well, they must be okay because my friend invited them to their wedding. So then, you know, I've got that kind of corroborative effect that they must be okay. But that's not necessarily the case. You must always be... Always protect yourself in all sorts of ways, whether that's obviously in terms of contraception or just being a bit streetwise, that just because you're meeting someone, if it seems too good to be true, that maybe that's because it is. What would you say? Is there still sort of a place, like a number one place you think to meet someone? You know, like we mentioned sort of 30 years ago, you could just maybe go into the pub or through the workforce. Is that still the best way? Or or do you think that these apps are catching up, that people are now finding love on these apps? Or do you still think it's kind of, you know, for a friend, you know, at the workplace where you you maybe get to know them before you jump into a relationship with them? Is there a number one that stands out? That's a really interesting question, because I have I have several friends who are extremely happily married, having met online uh, and they've been married for six, seven years eight years, you know, we're not talking just recently and therefore we don't know what's going to happen. And it worked for them. And in one particular case, the website was mysinglefriend.com. And I was the friend that kind of presented my friend. uh, But I remember that for him, because he was at a certain age in his life, he had almost made it his mission. Instead of saying, I need to change my job and I get my CV sorted out and this is my ambition, it was like, I need to be in a relationship. But for other people, I know that they find the whole, um, 
they hold they find the fact that everybody who's on the app is looking for a relationship quite intimidating it, it feels everyone is kind of like an exoset missile heat seeking you out zoning and they've got their special questions and they've got the chat and it doesn't feel quite so organic and for those people the preference is to be in a queue i mean I, it happened actually to me last night i was um, in a queue for the um, recording of a live podcast. And therefore, everybody in the queue was interested in the topic. And people were just sparking up conversations mm. because everybody was there with one passion in mind. You know, they either like film or they like the hosts or they uh, were quite keen to, to see a podcast recorded. Whatever it was, you were suddenly surrounded by people who've got a like-minded interest. And the conversation was a little bit more organic and it flowed a bit more freely. And, and as a result, people prefer that. Some people prefer that because it feels, um, it, it goes at a pace that they can assimilate and it doesn't go too quickly. But for other people, dating sites work really well because what they want, they want that quick fix. Different people take relationships at a different pace and therefore there's no one size fits all thankfully do you think that would be the piece of, of advice then lucy if you were thinking about trying to partner with somebody somebody that were going to inspire you and you were finding the dating world fairly uh fairly difficult to navigate get amongst people where you have a similar interest if you had to give one piece of advice say to addy who's desperately searching for love would that be how you would uh, do your best to find it I, I would say take the pressure off and instead of saying, got to go on as many dates as possible, got to meet as many women as, or men as possible, um, it is about saying, what do I want? Who do I want to be? Where do I show up as my best self? Is it when I go, is it when I do my cordon bleu cooking at home? Is it when I'm watching a movie? Is it when I'm listening to my favorite band? Is it when I go bell ringing? Put yourself in those spaces as much as possible partly because then you will just have really lovely experiences. Oh, I'm doing this thing I really love. I love cooking. I love listening to music. I love reading about current affairs. And as, as a result, you show up as your best self. And, the, and the, the energy suddenly changes. You're no longer this desperate person on the hunt. This is my own perspective. You're not that desperate person looking for something. You're showing up for yourself. You're showing up and loving yourself first. And it's amazing how other people will find you. Other people will find you when you are in that different zone, that different energy, which is not to say that you won't find someone online. It's just about making sure that the energy matches. Do I really want to be with this person because they bring out the best in me rather than because I'm just terrified of being alone? Uh, final question, Lucian. Really appreciate you coming on, as I said. You know that phrase, never go back. Like Everyone says that once you've split up with an ex, I never go back. It's almost like it's, it's a no entry uh, zone. Um, would you kind of would you kind of give that phrase sort of its like its own point? Or, or would you say, you know, you can go back sometimes. And if you can go back, what advice would you give to someone that wants to go back? This is this is not me, by the way. This is just hypothetical. We just put it, definitely not. We're, 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 we're just, say, no, no, put, put it, put it this way, Lucy. No. It's one of us, and I'm married. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we've got a couple of producers in the room. It could be them as well. Exactly, it could be Lucy, the other Lucy. Um, I'm going to be very honest and say that my views have changed on this. Ooh. I used to be very much of the view 
And I still think that this can be the case in most situations, which is that there are an X for a reason. Something happened, whether it was an ongoing thing or an abrupt betrayal, that actually there is a reason why they became an X. And perhaps moving on is about taking responsibility for yourself and treating yourself with respect. But actually relationships are very complicated things. And sometimes you can form a connection with someone and it's just too important and the work isn't done. And going back to them might not mean that you'll be with them forever and ever, but there may be some unfinished business. Just tread carefully. And obviously if it was an abusive relationship and you're unable and one is unable to let go of that because it's just triggering old wounds and you can't break free. That is clearly a different situation if you're in a coercively controlling relationship. Do your best to surround yourself with enough people to say you're worth more than this, time to step on. But I do think that in a way, you never want to lie on your deathbed and say, I wonder if, I wonder if I tried, if I just put myself out there one more time, even if I just, you know, that, that lovely scene in Love Actually, which is, is, I think is a really great film, even though it ends up being people's worst film. But there is that moment where he stands in front of her and says, say it's carol singers. But what if you were to go to the person that you really still love and just say, I just want to ask you one more time, is it possible? At least you'll know. At least you'll know. This is, this if she has any sense to, to say, absolutely not. I'm, I'm on a plane to Nigeria <laughs> right now. This is fantastic stuff. This is what I needed to hear from you, Lucy. Great. I'm not listening to Rory and his views. I'm listening to the relationship expert. And that was poetry. That was poetry. Uh, Lucy, honestly, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great to hear from you and your viewpoints as well. Um, some good stuff there. Some really good stuff. This is, it's a difficult world to navigate relationships. And I Very think difficult. it's about remembering that sometimes there is no right answer, that we just can only ever do the best we can. And, and I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that we beg and I'm not suggesting that we diminish ourselves and demean ourselves in order to kind of turn ourselves into a pretzel to fit the other person. But sometimes you just have to say, what do I want? I want to give it one last shot. And, or I want, to, I want to walk away now and give myself the chance of a new life. Whatever your choice is, ultimately, I'm not going to judge you. Rory's not going to judge you. Other people listening to this podcast, just remember, this isn't about judging. It's just about being led by the heart. Don't be led by fear. Be led by love. You are very, very good. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, you really are. Uh, Lucy, again, thank you uh, so much. Uh, look, thank you so much as well for joining us. Remember, um, you can listen to us all the time. We've got some really great episodes coming up as well make sure you download our podcast from wherever you download your podcast from whether it be spotify or apple and make sure you follow us as well planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.